Three weeks ago, we launched a brand new conversation around Elevate called I Don't Know What I Believe. And uh, week one, we talked about salvation. You can get this uh, again, listen to our podcast all about Jesus. We don't, Christianity is not a belief system. Christianity is belief in a person. That person is Jesus. Week two, last week, we talked about sanctification, big, fat, churchy word, which is kind of means, well, it kind of means, it actually really does mean uh, us being transformed into the image and likeness of Jesus, living a holy life, that we're people in process of being transformed. Today, I want to use another word starting with S. This is called Alliteration Sunday, I think. In other words, the word is sovereignty. Now, sovereignty, I understand, this isn't kind of an everyday word. I don't know the last time you used the word sovereignty in a, in a sentence or, or someone else used it to me. Sovereignty, very simply put, we don't have to rush to you know, get your Google machines out. Did he just say Google machines? Um, uh, sovereignty simply means God is in control. Okay? Very, 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 very simply put. Ask yourself the question. You don't have to respond. Just ask yourself the question and kind of get a sense of what you feel right now when I say to you, God is in control. Just ruminate on that for a moment. God is in control. If I was a betting man, I'd be betting that your feeling or your response internally to that statement, God is in control, probably has a lot to do with your current circumstances in life. I'm just guessing. Those of you who are riding high on the mountaintop, I say, God is in control. You're like, you bet he is. Flipping awesome. And those of you that are maybe having a bit more of a valley season this week are like, ah, you got about 20 minutes to convince me here, Mark, because I'm not so sure. Things don't look like God's in control. We've been talking about this whole uh, it's going to be a six-week conversation we're having. I don't know what I believe. It's actually from a little excerpt by the same guy, Paul, early church heavyweight, from a letter he wrote to, to one of the guys he was investing in, a young guy named Timothy. And uh, Paul wrote this letter to him, and it was just this hope-filled, confident letter, just amazing. And, and, and you can kind of understand that Paul would write with a confidence and an enthusiasm based on, on his life. I mean, some of Paul's greatest hits included the fact that he went around the known world starting churches from scratch. And he took this thing, uh, this kind of fringy group um, of Jesus followers, and actually he was used by God to, to start a movement around the known world at that time. He, was, uh, he would pray for people that were sick. And, and see them healed. And he became so known for the power of God moving through him that, that, that there would be lines and lines of people sometimes trying to get near him so that he could pray for them. In fact, one time, things got so stupid that, 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 that people that were sick, they knew that they weren't even going to get to the front of the line. And so the ushers, the host team, Paul's host team, uh, they, they would just take handkerchief snot rags up to Paul and say, Paul, just touch the handkerchief and we'll go and we'll just, you know, wipe the snot rag on the, on the sick person and, they get, and they'll get healed because the power of God is so strong, it can even infuse a handkerchief. It's pretty crazy, hey? Love it. One time Paul was preaching and he preached right through to midnight. Okay? 
Don't ever be complaining if I preach long. I ain't never gone to midnight. First time for everything. He was preaching, and, and, it's, and the clock struck midnight, and it was a guy, you know, this, the place was crowded. There was a guy having to sit in the ledge of a window. And that guy fell asleep, fell out of the window, and died. So Paul did what, you know, anyone would do. He stopped preaching. He walked up to him. He laid his hands on him. He prayed for him. The guy came back to life. It's a cool party trick, hey. But, but, but then, then I just love this about Paul, because you read the account of that, and the next thing it says, and then Paul kept on preaching. It's like, I haven't finished yet. Stop interrupting by dying. Back from the dead, where were we? So when a guy like Paul, who's got these kind of greatest hits on his resume, when he starts talking words of confidence and assurance about God, you can believe it, right? I mean, yeah, God's in control. In fact, this is exactly how he wrote it to Timothy. He said, I know whom, not what, whom I have believed and am convinced that he, Jesus, is able to guard what I've entrusted to him until that day. He's able to guard what I've entrusted. He's able to guard. In other words, God is in control. Well, that's easy coming from Paul, right? Until we actually helicopter up and understand that Paul wrote this from a maximum security prison. A maximum security prison that you can still visit in Rome today. It's an underground dungeon, this little kind of uh, cave kind of hewn out of, of rock in, in, in the bedrock in Rome that he was lowered into. There was no light, no airflow, no nothing. He was chained like an animal. And in that physical Location In that physical situation, Paul wrote that God is in control. It's easy to write that God's in control when things are in control. But what about when things are out of control? Because when you're, when you're in a maximum security dungeon prison chained like an animal, you ain't got no control of anything. And yet Paul in that situation, wrote that God's in control. I think Jerry Seinfeld might talk about it this way. Seinfeld was big on the correct use of punctuation to match the scene. I think when things are great and we're on the mountaintop, we'd say God's in control and we'd stamp a big, fat exclamation mark on the end of that. I'm on the mountaintop. Life's great. God's in control. Yeah, rock and roll. But I'd forgive you that when you're in the valley, if that exclamation mark changed to a question mark. Uh, God's in control. Don't feel like it. Not from my vantage point. I want to contextualize things really, really quickly. I think this issue can, can be very uh, helpful if we visualize two circles. The first circle is this. It's what I call the circle of personal responsibility. The idea that God is in control doesn't negate that there are things that he asks us to do in our life. God asks us to manage our finances according to the principles and patterns that he's instructed us. 
but we have the personal responsibility to do that. God asks us to, 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 to look after our health and, and do things that would cause our health to go well and leaves us with the personal responsibility to actually choose whether or not to do that. In the area of relationships, God gives a lot of instruction about how we're meant to handle our relationships, but leaves the personal responsibility to us as to whether we're going to invest in relationships or neglect key relationships. There's a circle of personal responsibility. And in this circle of personal responsibility, God is still in control. And the way he exercises his control is he gives us instruction for things that we are meant to do. And I see people that blow him off and don't follow his uh, principles and patterns for handling their finances. And, they, and, and, and all of a sudden they're out of control. And they say, well, God, God's not in control. No, actually, you didn't take personal responsibility. A lot of health issues can, can, can be solved and a lot of you know, waiting lines, and not all, I get it, but some waiting lines at hospitals can, can be reduced if people took personal responsibility and stewarded their health, managed their health the way that God in, instructed. And oftentimes, you know, we spend more time uh, eating junk and, and so on and so forth and, and, and say, well, you know, and, and we have health issues and we say, well, God's obviously not in control. No, he's still in control. He just asked you to do a few things and you chose not to do them. So you're now out of control, but it's not because God's out of control. It's because you didn't do what he asks you to do. And the list goes on. And it's not a beat up, but you understand, there's this circle of personal responsibility that the fact that God is sovereign, God is in control, doesn't actually crop this circle out. It doesn't actually negate the need for us to do the things he's called us to do. Having said that, if you're, you know, ticking most of the boxes and, and you're someone who's, who's really taking this area of, of personal responsibility very seriously and you're doing the things that as best you can that God's called you to do, one of the risks is that over time, you no longer even care if God's in control because you don't need him to be because you're in control and everything's in control. And life's wonderful. I'm going to need a, a, a willing volunteer to, to help me uh, with something just here. Pete, you look like a willing volunteer. How about you come on up? Quick, 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 quick. I know you're 32, but quick, 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 quick. All right. I want you to stand here and I want you to face this way. Have you got something in your hand? No. Just checking for weapons. Um, <laughs> all right, Pete, question. If you were to lean back a little, do you believe that I could hold you up? Yep. Don't lean back. Just, just, but he said, yep, in case you didn't hear him. Yep. Well, thank you. I, I, just, yep. I appreciate the compliment. I appreciate the compliment. But the only problem is that while you're standing on your own two feet, you don't even need to know whether I can hold you up, right? Can I hold you up? Can I? You, could have, you could have just said to me for the minute, it's an irrelevant question. It's only when Pete starts to lean back and let go of control that he gets to find out whether Now, there's a reason I chose you and not Baden too, by the way. Um, 
Now, now do you believe I can hold you up? Now do you believe I can hold you up? I'll make the jokes around here, buddy. Now, do you trust me? Yeah. Now, has the, the idea that I can hold you up moved from an idea to a reality, yeah. to an assurance? Yeah. How about we thank Pete, everyone? Sometimes God knocks us. Sometimes God allows us to get out of control. And that's the second circle. And it's only in the second circle that we really get to find out whether God's in control. How many of you have ever found yourself in the second circle? How many of you like being in the second circle? My experience is you're either in the second circle... You've just come out of the second circle, or those with smug looks on your faces, you're about to go into the second circle. <laughs> I um, have traveled throughout Asia many, many times over the years for ministry, various things, Singapore, um, Malaysia, Indonesia. They all share a very similar weather pattern. Uh, what's the weather forecast today? Hot, humid, and at two o'clock it's going to rain. Sounds about right. One of the things about going to Asia, though, is is, uh, driving, right? The rules of the the road to, to, uh, to an outsider are not very obvious. Because it, it appears that everyone kind of just does what they want to do whilst driving. Now, I'm normally in a taxi and, you know, holding my rosary beads in the back seat, hoping I get to the hotel or wherever. And it's just, but, but, but I sit there and I feel incredibly safe because drivers in Asia with this chaotic traffic patterns marry up this delicate blend of precision and aggression in, a, in almost a kind of, it's like a symphony. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And, and I love that. I respect that. I, 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 I marvel at it. I, I don't even know how it happens. <clears throat> the problem is, when you take one of those Asian drivers out of Asia and you put them in a Western driving situation. Now, this is just my observation. It's not criticism. When you put them in a Western driving situation, they become... The worst drivers on the planet. Did he just say that? Yeah. Robin, my friend from Indonesia, you know I love you, but I will never get in the car with you. We'll meet up in Indonesia. Then then I'll feel safe. But yeah, so... Anzac Day, just gone a couple of months ago, Friday, 25th of April. Um, uh, my, my swim squad, we normally swim Friday mornings just up, up here in Vic Park. And the pool was shut for Anzac Day, so we went and did an open water swim down at the Bicton Baths, down just near East Fremantle. And I got there early, which is I like to do. If you're uh, early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're already late. It's one of my little principles in life. Pete, listening? 
Pete's getting hammered today. If I told you the sort of pants Pete's thinking of buying, you'd understand why I'm trying to exert additional control over his life right now. Hammer time. Anyway, so I was there. I got there early. I'm sitting in my car, you know, parked into the parking bay, sitting in my car, listening to the radio, just waiting for everyone to turn up, waiting for the coach to turn up. I was probably about 10, 15 minutes uh, before we meant to arrive, 9 a.m. And uh, sitting there, sitting there, sitting there, window down. It was quite nice down there. And uh, <clears throat> I look at my little, my little wing mirror there, and this car, this, this Toyota Corolla, comes into my view of my wing mirror. And I, and I notice it's a Toyota Corolla. <clears throat> I noticed it had an L plate in the windscreen. And I noticed it was one of the Malaysian girls from my swim squad uh, driving it. And I noticed that it was her mother in the passenger seat. And I had an oh crap moment. Now, it was pretty unfair. It was a bit prejudiced. I could have been a bit, bit racist there, thinking that this isn't going to go well before she's even tried to front park where there was three other empty bays in the bay next to me. She pulls in, gets halfway, going forward, stalls the engine. Stalls the engine. So, vroom, starts it again. <laughs> You know, if you can't find it, grind it. Eventually found first. It's like in a rental car. And uh, she goes forward a little bit more. Her wing mirror is now this far away from my wing mirror. And uh, so I kind of look. And I look, you know, not like, you just want to encourage, you know. And uh, the, the young girl, the L-plater, she got out of the driver's seat, you know, put it in neutral, handbrake goes on, got out of the driver's seat, got out of the car, and, uh, and her mum, you know, uh, leapfrogs the, the console and gets in um, to the driver's seat and, uh, and, and puts it in first and, and stalls the engine. Gets it going again comes back, this time, millimeters from my wing mirror. And I get my window down, and then I hear neutral handbrake, and the mum gets out, and I'm, you know, window's down, and I'm looking at her. And she goes, I no can park either! Can you pop my car for me? I'm like, I said, I did. I said, well, I actually can't get out of my car. You know what she says? You can get our passenger side. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought of that of my own. She was. You know, and I, 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 I look, uh, Please, those of you with more than 50% Asian blood in your veins, please, no death emails through the week, please. It's on. I don't, I, <laughs> um, you know, the young girl and, and her mom, the, the thing I give them props for is they actually realized when they were out of control. And they actually humbled themselves 
and turned to someone who they hoped would actually be able to take control. And this is the test when you and I hit the second circle. Sometimes you're going to hit the second circle by way of circumstances that are beyond your control. Some of you I know have lost jobs through no fault of your own, just circumstances around you transpired in such a way that you uh, found yourself unemployed, out of control. Other times we're out of control because of stupid things we've done. The good news is God meets us there regardless. Regardless of whether we only have ourselves to blame, God's not the big, big, titch, titch, titch guy in the sky. Told you so. He'll meet you in the second circle, even if it's your fault. And he'll meet you there, even if it's not. I'm going to get the Rocks team up. Uh, Just before we finish, it's not yet midnight, so, you know, hang in there. Um, Paul was all about Jesus. Paul was all about preaching about Jesus. Paul was all about encouraging people to follow Jesus, to put their faith in him, to put their trust in him. Well, guess what? Elevate Church, we're all about the very same thing. And right now, this morning, right here, I want to give you an opportunity to make your personal choice to place your trust in Jesus. If you've never done that before, and, and, and I'm quite confident some of you have never done that before, we're going to give you that opportunity right now to say, Jesus, I want to put my faith in you. I want to put my trust in you. I want to actually ask you to take control of my life. So for those of you that need to take that opportunity this morning. I just want you in a moment just to slip your hand up. By slipping your hand up, you're saying, yeah, you know, Jesus, that's me. Take control of my life. And when I see your hand, you can put it down and then we're going to pray. So for those of you that have never made this decision, this personal decision, good on you. Fantastic. Who else? This is your opportunity right here, right now to say, Jesus, I put my faith in you. I put my trust in you. Just quickly put your hand up. When I see your hand, you can put it down and then we're going to pray. We don't want to miss anybody. Fantastic. We saw one person lift their hands. I want us to all pray this prayer together, especially that person that raised their hands. Say these words after me and say them like you mean them. Dear Jesus, I place my trust in you. Take control of my life. Every aspect from this moment forward. I commit to follow you from today for the rest of my life. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for giving me a great brand new start. I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. How about we celebrate with that person that raised their hand? Absolutely fantastic. Now, listen up, listen up, listen up. This is the takeaway, and I'm going to give you this takeaway, and then we're going to just go out singing this great song. Then Louis is going to come in the outro. No. This is the bottom line. Said a few things this morning. This is the bottom line. Sam, let's go to that last slide. takeaway the mission, the homework we're going to find ourselves out of control it's going to happen more than once it's going to happen sometimes because we did stupid things or didn't do what God asked us to do and other times it's going to happen because of circumstances beyond our control two things we can do first of all, continue to strengthen the first circle God, what do you teach me to do in this arena of my life? And I 
mentioned finances. I've mentioned relationships. I've mentioned health. The list goes on and on and on. God, what do you say? How do you want me to live? Strengthen the first circle. And, and, let's be people that continue to build our faith. That we trust God when life moves into the second circle. See, this whole idea of teaching about I don't know what I believe isn't to fill our heads with more knowledge about God. It's actually to fill our hearts with more faith in God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that we have faith and we have trust in you and that, Father, today that we are marked by your presence and your greatness, that we go here and we just impact lives and people, Father, to know you more, to grow with you more. God, today is a day that is miraculous because you have impacted our lives, that we trust you in Jesus' name. Amen.